Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Good TCK Potters. Hope y'all are having a great week so far. Uh, Daniel here rolling solo going over the fantasy relevant news and notes heading into the NFL week four. Uh, Make sure to email us your fantasy questions at our new email address tckpod at gmail.com once again that's tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a dm on instagram uh at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod uh gonna try to keep this a little more concise than last time and instead of covering something from every single team which sky already does a great job with in his tuesday podcast ballers and stallers I'm just going to cover the more major developments and what they might mean for your fantasy team. So enough BS. Let's go ahead and get rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, Well, what we have here, doctor, is, um, is an extraordinary situation. Is it? Oh, you better believe it. Now you listen to me. I want details, and I want them right now. I don't have a job, I have no place to go, you're not in the mood, well you get in the mood! You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy, I'm Ron Burgundy. One thing just in general to keep in mind is that uh, the bye weeks begin this week. Uh, The Washington Redskins and the Carolina Panthers will both be having byes this week. Uh, So you'll want to edit your roster accordingly. 
Um, and always just be looking ahead to consider bye weeks when attacking waiver wire, trades, things along those lines. Okay, let's go ahead and get into news and notes. I'm actually going to start this week with uh, Monday night's game. So I'll kind of go in reverse a little bit and talk about some of the relevant news, specifically focusing on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, specifically uh, going over their quarterback situation. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for those of you who didn't watch the game, posts his third straight 400-yard game. In particular, he completed 30 of 50 passes for 411 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and three interceptions in their week three loss to the Steelers. In so doing, he became the first quarterback in league history to pass for 400 yards in three consecutive games. The night started thro- uh, very slow for Fitzmagic and, and just general in their offense uh, more broadly. Uh, they went into the first half trailing 30-10. to 10. They then rallied and scored the final 17 points of the evening, uh, though falling just one Ben Roethlisberger scramble and heave to Juju Smith-Schuster away from getting the ball back and potentially pulling off a pretty astonishing comeback win. Uh, Fitzpatrick has been flat out absurd through the first three games, totaling 1,230 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, and four picks. Uh, Jameis Winston, of course, the big news really involving the situation is that Jameis Winston is set to return in week four. Um, and some were concerned that maybe he would immediately take over the starting job given his uh, sort of status as, as uh, you know, presumably they're, they're the bigger star quarterback heading into the year. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Times' Rick Stroud wrote that it seems unlikely that Winston starts this week against the Bears. Uh, and, and why would he after Fitzpatrick's incredibly hot start? So, for those of you who may have drafted Winston uh, uh, speculatively late in your draft, you might just have to wait a little longer, or potentially uh, you may not see him start a game this year if Fitzpatrick continues to be this ridiculous. Um, moving on uh, to the the winners of last night's contest, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, specific, specifically focusing on Antonio Brown, who hauled in six of nine targets and uh, just for a measly 50 yards, kind of salvaged the night for fantasy owners with a touchdown. Um, he was kind of coming into this week with a really strong squeaky wheel gets the grease sort of narrative, and people kind of assumed that he was going to be in for a huge week. Um, but he again underwhelmed, at least by his standards. Um, he had one uh, one really big play. Ben Roethlisberger hit him for a 27-yard touchdown in the first half. Um, I would say that Brown should still be considered fantasy's overall wide receiver one, given his talent level uh, and just the in- in the general effectiveness of the Steelers' offense. But the emergence of receiving touchdown Vance McDonald, who had a pretty incre- uh, incredible line in his own right last night, four catches for 120, 112 yards and a touchdown, uh, also, f- of course, featured one of the most savage stiff arms you'll ever see. Seriously, watch that highlight if you haven't already. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster also is being constantly peppered with targets. He received 11 last night. So these are uh, a little bit, I would say, getting to be a little bit concerning for Antonio Brown's fantasy value. Um, still ranked second second in the league with 42 targets, and eventually he is bound to explode, um, potentially uh, at week four as the Steelers are going to host the Ravens, who have a very injury-riddled defense right now. So uh, don't give up. Well, obviously nobody, I don't think, in their right mind is giving up on Antonio Brown, but don't give up on him as the top wide receiver, I would say, in fantasy just yet. Uh, moving on, uh, in other Steelers-related news, although maybe not Steelers for all that much longer, um, they have officially started fielding offers for Le'Veon Bell, um, and it seems as if the Jets are one of the first suitors to have reached out to the Steelers about acquiring 
uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, per reporter Manish Mehta, the Jets have not yet made a concrete offer, but they believe that the Steelers are serious about trading their running back. Um, and I believe, that, like I said, the Jets are the first team to be linked. So this is definitely a situation to monitor in the weeks of, weeks ahead. Um, it seems increasingly likely that Le'Veon Bell ends up uh, playing for some team that is not the Steelers uh, this season. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns, some more quarterback-related news here. Um, obviously, maybe the biggest, one of the biggest news items coming out of this weekend's events uh, is that Browns coach Hugh Jackson named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback for Week 4. Um, he was quoted as saying, Baker understands there still is a lot of work to do, but I think he can handle it. He's demonstrated that. Uh, to be honest, that quote is hilarious because he would have been able to handle it Week 1 uh, but better late than never. Um, this is a huge upgrade for their entire passing game. Uh, if, if for anybody who may have, uh, if somebody in your league may have dropped even the lesser rece- uh, receiving targets on that team, such as, for example, Duke Johnson, um, this is something to keep an eye on in terms of if he's available on your waiver wire and players like him are available on your waiver wire. David Njoku as well. Um, it's time to consider making a run at those guys um, because they will likely carry a lot more fantasy value heading forward with uh, Baker Mayfield under center. Uh, Tyrod Tyler will serve as the backup once he is healthy. Um, For those of you who haven't followed this past weekend's action, uh, the Browns won, (laughs) which is uh, their first victory in 635 days, which is pretty much unfathomable. Um, And with all due respect to Tyrod Taylor, Mayfield looked like he was playing a different sport and and just, uh, you know, quick and decisive where Taylor was inaccurate and and methodical and held onto the ball too long. Uh, Mayfield was absolutely firing lasers. So he's definitely somebody to consider, like I said, his receiving targets, David Njoku, also Antonio Callaway. uh, All of these guys uh, have upgraded value because of this uh, change at quarterback. It's about time, to say the least. Uh, another quarterback situation, maybe that looks a, a tad less rosy going forward. Um, Cardinals coach Steve Wilkes announced uh, Monday that Josh Rosen will be their starting quarterback going forward, thus ending the Sam Bradford experiment. He more or less looked ready for retirement in the first few weeks of the season. Uh, even He was always a game-managing quarterback, but even his trademark accuracy seemed to have completely gone out the window. So it's no surprise here that, that this marks the end of his run as their starting quarterback. Um, Rosen did flash some ability to move the offense a bit on some quick throws before uh, his game-ending interception um, against uh, in Sunday's loss to the Chicago Bears. Um, He could become an option potentially if you play in a two-quarterback league, uh, but right now I wouldn't put him on the streamer map anytime soon. But nevertheless, uh, anytime you have a rookie quarterback, uh, a reasonably hyped rookie quarterback getting the starting knob, it's a a situation to to, uh, monitor. Uh, and perhaps maybe the the most dour quarterback news of the week. Another probably one of the most talked about uh, developments is is uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers uh, officially now uh, receiving a diagnosis of a torn left ACL. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports uh, that the MRI has confirmed that it is a torn left ACL. Uh, also believed to have MCL damage. That's yet to be confirmed. Um, that actually would threaten to potentially delay his surgery. 
Um, now, this is undoubtedly the worst news the 49ers, 49ers could have gotten this season in a season that has already been rife with a lot of bad news, uh, losing Jarek McKinnon for the entire year as well. Uh, his play was thus far a little shakier than it was in 2017, but he was still performing at a pretty high level with obvious room for, for improvement. Uh, it's kind of uh, crazy, I would say, to think that when he is next in a huddle, Garoppolo will be age 27 with only 10 career starts. Um, and his loss beyond fantasy, his loss basically puts pause on the 49ers rebuild. Um, and this is really just shaping up to be a, a wasted year for San Francisco. Uh, 2017 third round pick CJ Bittard will finish the year under center. Although the Niners could look to add a veteran via free agency. They've already been reported to be working out ex Titans quarterback, Tom Savage, but nonetheless, this, this entire offense is shaping up to be a fantasy situation to avoid. Um, on their defensive side, Richard Sherman is going to miss a few weeks with a calf strain, uh, thus w- weakening the Niners' capacity as a potential defense streaming option. Okay, uh, moving on to the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They haven't had much to complain about at all this year, uh, but uh, they will be out be without both of their starting quarterbacks Thursday against Minnesota. A high ankle sprain will sideline uh, Aqib Talib for at least the next month, while a strained calf is expected to keep Marcus Peters on the shelf for two to four weeks. All of this is good news, of course, for the Vikings, who are hoping to rebound following Sunday's bizarre loss uh, to the Buffalo Bills. So um, for those of you who have people like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, um, this is great news for you. Um, and for those of you who are thinking about deploying the Rams D, um, not ne- don't necessarily not do that, but just know that they might ne- might not uh, put up the same types of numbers that they are prone to, to do. Uh, moving on to the New York Giants and particularly their tight end, Evan Ingram. He is week to week with a sprained MCL. Ultimately good news after he was quickly ruled out in Sunday's game, uh, but it seems likely still that he's going to miss some time. Uh, Rhett Ellison is is the sort of next in line for them. He caught three passes for 39 yards and a touchdown against the Texans, uh, but ultimately he's more of a blocking option, and I would say uh, if you own Evan Engram, I would look elsewhere for a replacement. Uh, brief news from the Philadelphia Eagles camp. Uh, Coach Doug Peterson expects running backs Jay Ajayi, who's been nursing a back injury, and Darren, Stro- Darren Sproles, who's been nursing a hamstring injury, to practice this week. Both players were held out against the Colts in week three, but the fact that they're uh, expected to practice this week suggests that they might both be back in the, uh, in the game uh, this upcoming week. Uh, moving on to the Falcons, and particularly the Falcons' defense, uh, their safety, Ricardo Allen, suffered a torn Achilles tendon in Week 3 against the Saints. Uh, he will be out for the entire year, and it is the second safety that the Falcons have lost for the season in the first three games after Keanu Neal suffered an ACL tear in Week 1. Uh, Atlanta was already struggling on defense, especially covering opposing running backs out of the backfield, and this injury is most certainly not going to help. Um, they may look to bring somebody in. There's been rumors of a trade for Earl Thomas that sort of refused to go uh, to go away. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, in the meantime, their defense is becoming increasingly unplayable in fantasy. Uh, another uh, sort of defensive uh, story here, the Vikings defensive end Everson Griffin has officially been ruled out for week four. Uh, really quite a sad situation. He's dealing with mental health, very serious mental health issues, reportedly threatened to shoot someone at a Minneapolis hotel on Saturday, though no gun was found on the scene. Um, he appears poised to miss multiple games. It's possible his entire season is in doubt. 
Um, obviously, his loss uh, has a huge is a huge blow to the Vikings defense, but this uh, certainly transcends football. And, and uh, you know, I wish uh, him the best in dealing with these matters. Uh, slightly less depressing news: uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, uh, running back on for the Washington Redskins, is dealing with a sprained right ankle, but is expected to be ready to face the Saints. Uh, when the Redskins come off their bye in week five. He was in a boot on Monday, but it doesn't sound like he's dealing with a particularly serious issue. He has had his fair share of ankle problems over the years, though, so any injury in that area for Peterson is something to keep an eye on. Uh, he's having a remarkable comeback year. He's fifth in the league in rushing with 236 yards, so uh, his owners uh, should be praying that he's, uh, his ankle problems don't persist. Chicago Bears wide receiver Anthony Miller is day-to-day with a dislocated left shoulder. Uh, he played through the injury against the Cardinals before being forced, eventually forced to the sideline in third quarter. Uh, he missed a season in college with a right shoulder injury, so given that uh, in general shoulder injuries uh, seem to be something of a thing for him, this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, he's a very promising prospect in the slot. Generally speaking, production has been hard to come by for him this year with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, but uh, definitely somebody to to still roster, particularly if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league. Uh, moving on to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, they released running back Christine Michael, which isn't in and, of, in and of itself a particularly fantasy relevant bit of news. But the the important thing here is that it's a likely indication that Marlon Mack, who has not played yet this year, has been nursing a hamstring injury, will return this week. Um, it seems that the Colts will be moving forward with Mack, Jordan Wilkins, and Naheem Hines uh, as their running backs. Uh, moving on to Andrew Luck, uh, who's, uh, after, uh, was after he was, uh, benched in Sunday's game for Jacoby Brissett to make a last gasp Hail Mary pass against the Eagles. Uh, this has prompted a, uh, a lot of discussion about, uh, Andrew Luck's arm strength and whether or not, um, he's still, uh, having significant shoulder issues. Uh, Colts coach Frank Reich insisted that the team is not concerned with Andrew Luck's arm strength, although we'll see about that. Uh, The Colts are almost never challenging defenses in the vertical passing game this year. Uh, And like I said, they pulled Luck for Brissett to attempt a Hail Mary uh, against the Eagles at the end of the game. Um, Quote from Reich, what I've seen is he makes all the throws. There's been plenty of throws down the field in my mind. What I've seen is a guy who is extremely accurate. I have no concerns about velocity. Uh, nevertheless, uh, quite frankly, don't trust a word that the Colts camp says. Uh, this is a situation to monitor. Um, we'll see. It's possible that they're just bringing him along slowly and that his arm th- strength is continuing to build and that there's nothing to be concerned about. Uh, but if I'm owning Andrew Luck or, or really any of his major targets, uh, for example, I have T.Y. Hilton in one of my leagues, and I'm certainly concerned about this. This is definitely a situation to monitor. Um, the Colts return home to face J.J. Watt in the Texans this upcoming week. The woes of the New England Patriots offense continue to deepen against the Lions in week three. Uh, Tom Brady completed just 14 of 26 passes for a measly 133 yards and a touchdown and an interception in week three's loss uh, to the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Patriots got utterly dominated in this one as uh, Brady was completely erased by a defense that couldn't contain Sam Darnold two weeks ago. Um, entering the game with an uncharacteristic 6.9, uh, 6.91 yards per attempt, he got absolutely nothing going down, down the field 
uh, lofting kind of ridiculous arm punt looking throws, uh, kind of reminiscent of 2015's version of Peyton Manning. Um, he found none of his pass catchers more than four times as he completed just 14 passes. Uh, moving on to uh, sort of week four for them against the Miami Dolphins, I would say there are some genuine reasons for concern. Uh, Miami's defense has been a bit of an upstart this year and has been surprisingly good, while Brady's yards per attempt has fallen all the way down now to 6.44. He has precious few weapons. Uh, the biggest reason for optimism at this point is the week four unveiling of Josh Gordon, the New England Patriots. So hopefully that'll uh, kind of stimulate the offense a little bit. But it's clearer than ever as to why the Patriots are rolling the dice on somebody not even the Browns could find a home for. Um, one day, it's uh, I would say it's a little bit early at this point, but Brady is going to begin a slump that doesn't end. I would say it's still far too early to say that this is the one, but it, there are genuine reasons for concern in this offense. In one of week three's more surprising storylines, uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills upset the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Allen, for his part, was really the, the instigator of this incredible upset. He completed 15 of 22 passes for 196 yards and a touchdown, adding 10 carries for 39 yards and two touchdowns on the ground in this victory. Uh, despite dealing with constant pressure throughout the afternoon, Allen just made play after play with both the arm and the legs uh, in their dominating win over Minnesota. Um still plenty of cause for concern given that the Bills offensive line did pretty much nothing to help him, but his ability to scramble and extend plays uh, and consistently find open receivers in the flats was really quite a sight to behold. Uh, he's quietly become their red zone back, kind of uh, similar to what Cam Newton's role is in Carolina, uh, scoring two touchdowns inside the 10-yard line on Sunday. Uh, really the, the, the overall message here is that Allen is not just a bust player. There is some real boom potential here too. Uh, performances like this one are going to be difficult given, uh, like I said, the concerns about the Bills' offensive line. Uh, and the desperate Packers will be more ready for him in week four than the Vikings were. But none of that changes the fact that Sunday was a legitimate building block performance. Another big storyline from week three, Calvin Ridley explodes for uh, three, three touchdowns in week three, corralled seven of eight targets for 146 yards and three touchdowns, uh, gaining nine yards as well on his lone carry in the Falcons week three loss to the Saints. Uh, and yes, it is true. In fact, what the, the big thing about this stat line that everyone's talking about, he really did match Julio Jones's 2017 touchdown total in a single half. Uh, his three scores are also three more than his future uh, Hall of Fame teammate has this season. It's hard to say what all this means. What it does not mean is a changing of the guard at receiver in Atlanta. Uh, Julio Jones' 329 receiving yards for the year are good for fourth in the league. Um, his out Ridley's outburst in week three came after he caught just four balls for 64 yards across weeks one and two. He'll, he's going to remain a pretty volatile player going forward, but to be volatile in fantasy football means you have both upside and downside, uh, and we have now seen both in the first three games uh, in this young season. Um, I would, if he's available in your, lead, in your league, I would say he's a must-add in all formats as a potential wide receiver three uh, and fill-in for bye weeks. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and in particular their star wide receiver, A.J. Green, who tweaked his groin in week three's matchup against uh, the Panthers. Uh, he, was forced from, uh, he was forced from the game in the opening series in the second half. Uh, in his absence, Andy Dalton ended up throwing four interceptions. 
Uh, Green has claimed that he's going to be fine for their Week Four matchup with the Falcons. Although uh, should be uh, it's worthy to note, uh, uh, it's worth noting, I should say, that uh, Bengals coach Marvin Lewis declined to give an update on AJ Green's status at his Monday press conference. In general, Lewis was apparently in a foul mood addressing the media for this one, so maybe not read too much into it. Uh, Again, Green has said that he expects to play in week four, uh, though players are pretty much always optimistic about playing through injury. Uh, Honestly, we're unlikely to get a real clue as to Green's status for week four before Wednesday's practice report. So definitely a situation to monitor for AJ Green owners, as well as uh, anybody invested in Cincinnati's offense Potentially, for example, potentially thinking about streaming Andy Dalton. Uh, last bit of news I'm going to cover today. Dalvin Cook, who uh, missed uh, uh, Sunday's game with a hamstring injury, participated in the portion of the Vikings practice open to the media on Tuesday. Uh, Cook's own comments have painted something of a bleak picture for his availability for Thursday's game. Um, but this at least gives him a shot at potentially suiting up against the Rams. Uh, it's looking like this is going to be a sort of one of those annoying game time decisions, but at least it's a Thursday game. So uh, you get him out and uh, uh, replace him with somebody who's playing on Sunday or Monday. Uh, you'll be just fine. Uh, were that to, were, were everything to be okay and Cook does indeed play, he'd be something of a risky running back too uh, at less than full strength. And that'll do it for my news and notes. Uh, Hopefully y'all enjoyed this slightly abridged version. Um, If you have questions or comments about any other fantasy relevant situations, uh, please feel free to to email us at tckpod at gmail.com. And of course, uh, DM us on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Uh, Follow our Instagram stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. Uh, tomorrow, Sky and I will take a look at the matchups for week four. Then we'll bring our good friend Curly in to make our predictions and review our own fantasy teams. Uh, for me, that's going to be a slightly unpleasant experience given how hard I took it on, on the chin these past, this past week, uh, but it'll be fun nonetheless. Thanks so much for, uh, for listening, and good luck in week four. For Sky Guasco, I'm Daniel Stancato, and we are out of here! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.